There's a lighthouse on a hillside that overlooks life's sea. And when I'm tossed about, it sends out a light that I might see. And the light that shines in the darkness now will safely lead us all if it wasn't for the lighthouse this ship would be no more everybody that lives around us they say tear that lighthouse down the big ships they don't sail this way anymore there's no use of it standing around But then my mind goes back To that stormy night When just in time I saw the light Yes, the light from that old is the lighthouse and from the rock of sin he has shown the light around me that I could clearly see if it was has shown the light all around me that I could clearly see if it wasn't for the lighthouse tell me
Amen. Amen. Are you blessed? Are you ready? Are you blessed? Are you ready? Put your hands together for Loli to minister to us one more time. works nor do I tell of good deeds for not have I done to merit his grace but glory and praise shall rest upon him so willing to die in my place I will glory in the cross in the cross leads his suffering
cross that you bore, but I will glory in the cross. Amen. Amen. When God wants to bless you, He sends you a man. Now this morning, there's that kind of a man in this place. In the form of a prophet, a teacher, an evangelist. Amen. I want you, all of you in, on Facebook, on radio, and those of you right here, stand in honor, put your hands together as we welcome my pastor, my shepherd, my mentor, Pastor Chris. Amen. As we may your spirit dwell within us. As we gather, may we glorify your name. Knowing well that as our hearts begin to worship, we'll be blessed because we be blessed because sing it again as we gather believe within your heart the spirit will touch you as we gather may your spirit dwell within us and as we gather may we glorify your name knowing well that as our heart We'll be blessed. We'll be blessed because we care. Oh yes, we will be blessed because the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Come to an end. They are new every morning. They are new every morning. New every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. One more time. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. For oh, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never will come to an end. They are new in the morning. Your hands uplifted. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that we can be here. We need a word from you. 
we need to hear from you. We open ourselves. Speak to us. We prepare our hearts as soil to receive the seed of the word in Jesus' mighty name. And may it produce with it a great harvest in this year, 2022. We give you praise. Amen. Let's clap for the Lord and we take... Take your seats in heavenly places. Amen. Are you happy? What a beautiful Sunday. The Lord's day for us to gather. Praise God. I've been blessed by the ministration of the dancing, the word, uh, the singing. It's all beautiful. Amen. Hallelujah. If anybody ever gets offended by anything done on the platform, it's very dangerous to go into such an area of offense because ministration to the Lord is in different forms. Choir, singing, dancing, specifically dancing, you know. It's not easy to dance in front of people. Because if your step is out or... You, you see, you have to move your body and sometimes you look foolish. You, you, you look foolish and the Bible says when David danced before the Lord, his wife Michal watched him from the window. And she asked him, she said, you look so foolish in front of the people. Because dancing can make you look foolish. It, it is not fitting for a king. For a big man like you. To be going on like this and dancing. But we learn a great lesson from that, you see. Because God, the Bible says, God shut the womb of Michal. And she never ever gave birth. There was no offspring after. She was barren. May you not be barren in your spiritual productivity. Because you, you have criticized something that God likes. You see, so you'll see it's the young children that's dancing. I, oh, I, I try to get older people, young, bigger youngsters to dance. But pride has come so early on so many of the people. They say, no, 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 I'm past that now. No, 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 no. That's not for me. But David danced before the Lord. And he danced with all his might. Hallelujah. And God was pleased with his dancing. May you receive that word. And may you appreciate every offering that is given to God. In any form. Hallelujah. Well, today uh, I want to speak to you for a few minutes. There was a testimony that was going to come, but I believe they have postponed it for next week or so. Um, and I want to talk to you a little bit about the fasting that we are involved in. Give you a bit of teaching and guidance so that you can um, go with knowledge and with wisdom and know what God is doing in your life through the fasting. 
If you are visiting here for the first time, if you're not aware, we, we, we normally participate annually in fasting in the early year, part of the year, which is January, and uh, this year we are in the 21-day fasting. Amen. And we copy one of the great uh, heroes of the Bible called Daniel, because Daniel fasted for 21 days. Early in the book, in chapter 1, he fasted for 10 days. And in chapter 10, he fasted for 21 days. He stayed without certain types of food. And so we copy him because he's one of our heroes. Hallelujah. And God made him a man of great understanding. A man of great wisdom. And uh, I'm sure it is because of the fasting that to him was given 10 times greater knowledge and wisdom and understanding than the Babylonian people. So, you know you need understanding, isn't it? It's one of the main things we need in the Bible, in, the, in, in, in this life. Proverbs says, wisdom is the main thing. Get wisdom. And in, and in all that getting, the sister connected to it is understanding. Because if you don't understand things, you criticize things. <laughs> Do you see? You don't understand. Your understanding is limited. So you criticize. So it is something you must constantly pray for. But fasting is a key to bring understanding. I want, let me take you to that portions of the Bible. I have a powerful word for you this morning. But I want to just take you to that so that you can also get the idea. So let me just talk about the fasting that we are involved with. Amen. Go to Daniel chapter 1. Daniel chapter 1. And if you are here, if you are visiting... It might be that you have also decided this year, this year, I want to attend church. Do you see? So this morning you have come here because you asked, where is a nice church? Somebody told you, BMI is a great church. And so you've come here. But I want to warn you that we all have these powerful intentions in the beginning of the year. Like, like, take weight loss. Weight loss is a big, it's always on everybody's list of top three. For 2022, isn't it? I once saw a sister whose clothes couldn't fit anymore. And I said, so why are you keeping all these clothes? He said, when I lose the weight. When I lose the weight, this dress will fit me again. So there is an, there's always this intention, Tia, Tia, gaat ik die mag wegwerk. Jere, zoek aan de mensen, aan like. But, you see, even while we are fasting, we eat salads, vegetables, 
isn't it? And I often hear the people say, we need to do this whole year. Have, have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard? Some people say, this is a very healthy way of eating. We must continue with this whole year. Maar as laatste dag gekomen. Jesus. Then we go back to where we come from. The meat pots of Egypt. Now it's, it's nothing wrong. It's nothing wrong in eating. Jesus also ate. Amen. And I'm glad that we Christians have the liberty to eat. I'm saying all that to say, you see, you might have a great intention. Like this year, Tia, Khatiki Yeradin. So January, when your money is up, you can't go to the beaches, you can't buy any great things anymore. So it's free to go to church, you say. <laughs> so you come. Please, before you leave, let me pray for you. That at least that one, that goal that you set, that you will discipline yourself in that goal. Because fasting is a discipline. And anything in life you want to accomplish, you really can, but you must discipline yourself. Coming to church is a discipline. Are you hearing me? Because... Anything can just come up and say, oh, okay, I can't go because of this. Oh, I can't go to next week because of this. No, no, no. But if you discipline yourself, you say, no, this is, I've set my heart to do this and I will do it. Amen. And nothing is going to stop me. Nothing is going to come in my way. I've set myself to do this thing. Let me, let me show you quickly what Daniel did and then I will start to preach my sermon for today. It says um, in chapter 5 of Daniel 1, the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank. Daniel chapter 1 verse 5. So nourishing them for three years that at the end thereof they might stand before the king. But then we go to verse 8, chapter 1 of Daniel. But Daniel purposed in his heart, that's the thing you must purpose in your heart, that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Hallelujah. Then we go further. Um, yes, we go. We look at verse 15. And of the, at the end of the 10 days, their countenances appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. And then Melzar took away the portion of their meat and the wine that they should drink and gave them pulse. As for these four children, this is now Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego and Daniel. Daniel had three friends called Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. 
Those were the three friends that went into the fiery furnace. Are you with me? Daniel went into the lion's den. These men went into the fiery furnace. And these are the, some of the great miracles of the Old Testament. But it didn't happen to anybody. These were men who gave themselves to God in fasting and prayer. God will save you from the fire if you give yourself to God. God will save you from the mouth of the lion if you give yourself to God. Hallelujah. These four children, God gave them knowledge. God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. Hallelujah. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Okay, that is just to show you where we get our fasting from. But go to chapter 10 quickly. Chapter 10, there's a second fast that is written. He was a constant man of prayer and fasting. Amen. So we are also following him. We follow those who through faith and patience inherited the promises. Glory to God. If you want what someone has, you must do what that person did. Are you hearing me? If you want what someone has, you must do what that person did. Do you want wisdom? Do you want understanding? Yep. Here it says, um, in verse 2 of chapter 10, I, Daniel, was fasting three full weeks. That's 21 days. That's where we get it from. Are you here? How many days? Today in BMI, we are on day 7. Is that correct? Day 7. It says in chapter 3, uh, verse 3 of chapter 10, I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth. So that's why we say no bread, no meat, and no sweets. No cakes or sweets or chocolates or chips. Neither did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Amen. Now, I just want to draw your attention lastly to this one. Yes, verse 12. An angel came to Daniel and uh, showed him what will happen in the future. He was one of the few, or let's say the book of Daniel is one of the two apocalyptic books in the Bible. Revelation and Daniel is apocalyptic. Apocalyptic simply means the end of time, the end of the age. Alright? Revelation tells you what's going to happen at the end of the world. But Daniel also gave predictions long before anything happened. And that's one of the reasons why we as Christians can believe that the Bible is the truest thing ever to be in the face of the earth. Because Daniel wrote 500 years before these things happened. And today as we live, everything happened just like Daniel wrote. He said there will be another empire. And after that, another empire. God gave him a vision of a huge man with a head of gold, then silver, then bronze, and then feet mixed with clay. And everything happened just like it is. The Greeks... The Romans took over, the Greeks took over, the Medo-Persian Empire, the Babylonian Empire, 
Afterwards, now we look back in history and we say, in that year, this power, but Daniel's received it before it happened. Just like the prophetic word for Jesus, right? A virgin shall conceive and bear a son. You shall call. The Bible is a book to be trusted. He said it and it happened. So if the Bible tells you that you're not going to die and, and have the end of your life here, but you will open your eyes somewhere, you must also believe that. Because the other things were true. So heaven and hell is also true. You better be sure your heart is right and you have made peace with God. Because the Bible predicts the end of your life and what will happen after you die. Amen. Alright, but that's not my message. That was to help you a little bit with why we do fasting, why we do 21 days. You all now know it comes from Daniel chapter 10. Amen. Now the angel said to him, Daniel, I'm aware of your fasting and prayer. For 21 days you've been fasting and God sent an answer to you. But as the answer came with an angel, a demon blocked the angel with the answer in the air. Are you listening? Demons block the answer to your prayers. The Lord has sent an answer, but there is an enemy that wants to rob you from your blessing. That's why you must keep wrestling so that you can give strength to the angels. Yeah. As you pray, there's a warfare above you. You can't see it. There's a war for what you want. If you easily just give up in, in, in life, you won't have what you were supposed to have. You must learn to wrestle for what God has promised you to have. If the first criticism comes and you leave what you must do, you will never accomplish what you have to accomplish. If I had to give up ministry after the first few bad insults I got, you would not have sat here today. I remember the first time I preached. A brother laughed at me after my preaching. He made fun of me. It was very embarrassing. But I knew that God had called me to do something. But that could have easily made me say, That's why I encourage you when you must come to do something here, don't worry what the people say. If you're always concerned about what people think, you will never do anything in this life. Rather worry what God says about you. Are you listening to me? The angel came to him and said to him, I will, I'm aware that you've been fasting and you have been chastising yourself. Now the word that is often used for fasting or correlated or equated is called humbling yourself. Are you here? So one of the things you must really understand is when we are fasting, we are in a state of humility. And this is what I want to talk to you about today. Fasting for humility. 
And I want to draw your attention to a man in the Bible uh, who, who started off in humility but ended tragically in pride. And I want you to go with me and look at the life of King Saul because as I was contemplating the word, the Lord gave me this word. 2 Samuel chapter 12, chapter 1 verse 21. Saul, the great king, if, you, if you're a frequent Bible reader, you will know the story. If you're new, you might not know it. But the history of Israel was that they asked for a king and God gave them their first king. His name was Saul. King Saul. He preceded David. And he had a tragic ending to his life because he grew proud. When I see a person's tragic ending, then I know that pride has somehow crept onto these people. And I want you to listen very carefully to me for the next 30 minutes because it's going to be very important in your life. This thing that I'm talking about, it seems insignificant, it seems nothing, it seems small. You laugh about it, you you mock about it, but you see God is moved in a, in, a, in a distasteful way or in a pleasant way depending on this one thing. Your humility or your, pr or your pride. So fasting is what is a form of humility. Do you get that part of the message? So pastor, why must we fast? We fast to humble ourselves. Because in James, the Bible is very clear. God resists proud people. But He gives grace to the humble people. What is grace? Grace is unmerited favor. Amen? Unmerited favor and God is going to give you favor. Favor is things that you don't deserve, but somehow people just like you. And people give to you. Yes. Don't think things fall out of the sky. You know, people will give to you. Men will give into your bosom. Give and it shall be given back unto you. But the Bible says men will give. God will allow people to bless you. You'll be favored by someone. Hallelujah. But it needs humility. If you want to be used by God, this is a measuring stick. For your usability is your humility. Now, humility is a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a difficult word to explain because everybody says they are humble. Isn't it so? I mean, if you look next to you, that person says they are humble. You can never say yourself you are humble. Somebody else must say you are humble. Are you hearing me? Iman anders moet van jou sê, jy is a nederige persoon. Now, for me, which is very important is that if God lifts up the humble and He presses down the proud, then we don't have to debate 
who is proud and who is humble. Because we will see it by the fruit of the productivity. God has lifted or God has resisted. May God lift you and not resist you. May God lift you and not resist you. Because people can easily say, I die man of whom by a breaker. I've been many times this thing has been, been pointed to me because of lack of understanding. You see, that's why I say you must pray for understanding. Say, Viti, what is nederigheid and what is hoogmoedigheid? Say, think that they are dra and they are stuck in the school. Say, it's nederig. And when that my school is is, think that it is trots. You don't understand. Now you talk about humility. You have no understanding what humility is. You see, it's not something to easily see. It's, it's a condition of the heart. An attitude of the heart. How you think. Make sure you are. But let's look at this great man because what sometimes happens is that you can start out in humility. But you can be destroyed in pride. And this is the message for this morning. And I pray to God that it won't happen to you. Because I've seen it. I'm not just talking about biblical characters. No, I'm talking about people that I know. People that once was serving as helpers and workers. But they have lifted themselves up. Every time there is pride, it is the... It is the the first sin in the Bible, it is the picture of Satan. He lifted himself up to be higher than what he ought to be. You see, so you have what you call pastor and member. Or pastor and shepherd and sheep. But when the sheep starts to say, Hey! You see, this, this, this thing starts to work. Now you say, no, but Pastor has empowered me. Pastor has taught me. You see? He's taught me so much that I can now tell him when he's right and when he's wrong. Then you get some other idiot who says, if you must just listen to what your pastor says, it's not a good church. All right? You see, but at the end of it all, at the end of it all, you, the, by the fruit, you shall know if this man was humble or, 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 or proud. So when helpers start to argue, when helpers and assistants start to talk back, they never bow, they never bend, they never flow. It's a danger. Let's look at this. David wrote a song. David wrote something in, 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 in Samuel after the death of Saul. And this is where I'm reading. I'm reading here, then I'm going back. You know, you get movies that you, you see a part and then they say five years, be, five years before. My wife don't like movies like that because now she must start to think. Then I say, don't worry. I will help you with this movie. So today's movie is starting, but then I'm taking you back. This is the end. That then I'll take you to the beginning. Are you here? Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, listen carefully. 
a prophet is speaking. Second Samuel chapter 121. You can call my message, Oh, how the mighty has fallen. Oh, mountains of Gilboa, let there be no dew or rain upon you. No fruitful fields producing offerings of grain. His lament is crying. He heard about the death of Saul and he's, he, he makes a, a, the song of the bow. He said, all the children of Israel must learn the song because the Lord's anointed has fallen. He says, oh mountains of Gilboa, because that is where Saul died on the mountains of Gilboa. Let there be no dew or rain upon you, no fruitful fields producing offerings of grain. For there the shield of the mighty heroes was defiled. The shield of Saul will no longer be anointed with oil. And just before this tragic event occurred, the prophet Samuel told Saul how he will die and when he will die. Saul, a great king, started out in humility. I'm just going to tell you the story because we don't have a lot of, too much time for the preaching. This is what happened. The people in Israel looked for a king to rule over them. God didn't really want them to have a king. And God eventually told Samuel, we must choose. You see, but this guy was a very humble guy. Say humble. He was hiding when he was chosen. The Bible says he was a handsome man. He, he, he stood head and shoulders. He was tall and handsome. He stood head and shoulders above the rest. And uh, he was on his way to get his father's donkeys. Because they were lost. And that's when he walked into the prophet, Samuel. Hallelujah. And then the prophet told him that God had chosen him. He said, me? I, I'm from, from Delft. It can't be me. Will God choose someone from the tribe of Benjamin? The tribe of Benjamin is a despised tribe from the 12 tribes of Israel. Because they did some evil. But God chose him. Sometimes it doesn't matter where you come from, but if God likes you, He's going to choose you. People will write you off and say, Nee man, that is mensen, that is moeilijk mensen. Wat is your fun? Ik weet niet wat your fun is. De koker. Die de kokers, als ze kijken, is ze gewoon moeilijkheid maken. Maar als God jou kies, it doesn't matter what family background you come from. When God put His hand on this man, you see, he chose him because he was a humble man. He was so humble that when, they, when, they, when Saul told everybody, this is the guy, they, they said, where is he? He said, no, he's hiding. He's shy. He's like you are now. 
But in 2 Samuel 28, Samuel tells him he's going to die. And Samuel is now already a ghost. Because he went to the witch of Endor to awaken the spirit of Samuel. But Samuel appeared to him and said, Who makes me wake up? I sleep, man. It's in the Bible. And he says, No, I, I want to know if I must, fight the, uh, I must fight the Philistines. He said, No, 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 no. You, you can go fight, but to, today, today, you will join me here. The day of his death was foretold. He said, today you will join me. You and your three sons. The Bible says the battle was raving <coughs> and Saul and his, was riding with his sons onto the Mount of Gilboa. And this is very important because David wrote it in the song, don't cry, please let there be no dew on the mountains of Gilboa because it is there where Saul ran into a, into a trap and the Philistines were coming. And he asked one of his, he asked his armor bearer, take my sword and put it through me. I don't want those people to torture me. The armor bearer said, I can't touch the Lord's anointed. And the Bible says he fell on his own sword and he committed suicide. Him and his three sons. And when David heard it, David wept before the Lord because this was the Lord's anointed. Once a man with great potential, once a man that was going places, you see. But he made a great mistake. And here you see, the king tells him, uh, the prophet tells him, that when he was small in his own eyes, God chose him to be the king over the people. When he was what? Small in his own eyes. God could choose him to do great things. And God's choosing of you is now in your humble state. Many people that God has chosen to do things, they have a tragic ending when they forget that humility is very important. And that's why this fasting, if you don't know what it will do for you, it will bring you into a humble state. It's a spiritual aspect that we can't really explain, but you put aside food, you, you start to become quiet, you don't talk so much, you don't go out so much, because you are not living an ordinary life now in this 21 days. Your meals have changed. You pray more. Amen? Daniel prayed three times a day. In the morning, the afternoon, and the evening. May you also in these days. This is the second week we are pushing our car into gear three. We are going to fast more seriously. Many of you haven't fasted seriously, but now you are going to push it up a little bit more. This seven days was only our start. We're running into level two now. And the week after we'll become really serious. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Samuel says to him, when he gets him, he says, because you did not obey the voice of the Lord, or you didn't do what God told you to do. Verse 2 Samuel 28, 18. Therefore has the Lord done this thing unto thee this day. Proverbs 16, verse 18 tells us that pride comes before destruction and a worthy spirit before a fall. 
Pride comes before destruction and a worthy spirit before a fall. But this ordinary man in his humility, when the oil fell on him, the Bible says in 1 Samuel 10 verse 6, at the time the spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you. This is what Samuel is saying to him. He says, and you will prophesy unto people and then you will be changed into a different man. Hallelujah. The King James said, you will be changed into another man. I want you to believe God with me that you are going to be changed into another person. This is the spiritual work that the Holy Spirit will do into your life. It doesn't matter where you come from, what you used to do. If you allow God to get hold of you and the anointing of God comes upon you, you too will be changed into another man. I never used to speak in front of people like I'm speaking now. I think my wife is more surprised than anybody else that I eventually became a pastor and now I'm speaking and preaching and traveling to preach at other places because I was a very timid boy. Didn't say much. I didn't even know how to properly ask her to be my beloved. She had to help me with the words. She said, say no, I love you. I, I love you, yes. She said, say, I want you. I said, I want you. And it has to do with my background because uh, I've often told my testimony, I don't believe in hiding anything from anybody. I came from a, a, a little bit of a confused family background. I don't say confused, but it's, that's not the right word. It wasn't nice because... There was a lot of embarrassment in my family. So it wasn't easy for me to come and stand in front of people. Are you with me? Because you always know people look at you like, this is sakalars, the fortains, the the quokers, the van der mervas, the rosa, the manuals. The manuals is the makamensa. So when people have such a mind of you, you think you can't, ever become something but I want to tell you when the anointing of God comes upon you you will be changed into another man and even that rejection and that the taste that people have in you it's part of God's plan for you when everybody praises you I think you must be worried but the rejection, your difficult situation, your difficult upbringing, it's all God's plan to use you as a mighty force and a mighty weapon to be an instrument and a, and a, for His wonderful name. Hallelujah. You'll be a vessel. You'll be an instrument filled with the Holy Ghost and filled with power. You will be changed into another man. Zij werd zo lillig gevloekt. Zij zal hier staan en die woord van de Heer zal zij verkondig. Halleluja. In die bus, in die trein, in die taxi. Zij zal die schaam wees nie. 
because the anointing transforms it changes get ready for change get ready for change don't think how can I am not such a person God can use you and he's going to change you because the anointing will come upon you hallelujah Hy wat net wil beklee en, en aangaan, die Heere gaat jou gebruik. Sister, hy wat so'n moeilijkheid maker is, hy wat so'n baie skinne, sister, die Heere gaan jou mond gebruik om goeie goed te praat, van die salving van die Heere sal op jou kom, and you will be changed, you will be changed, you will be changed, into another man. Hallelujah. We'll be transformed. Now if you think, Pastor, is it true that people can start in humility? You see, the, the place that he was born in the history book says is called Nispa. And, and that, he was born in a mountain called Nispa. And the mountain actually means bent low, a humble place. But he died on Mount Gilboa, which means to be exalted. So the mountains is already a message. He was born in a place called humility and he died on a mountain called Proud. To be exalted, to be bent low. One Samuel 15, 17, and Samuel said, when you, was, when you were little in your own eyes, did God not make you the head of the tribes of Israel? And the Lord anointed the king over Israel. Now there's nothing wrong to have a good self-esteem or to believe in yourself, but this is the key. And I'm saying also this to BMI, because as God has blessed us, we have a better place now. Let, let no, none of you must become proud, because what will happen is that we can easily be so busy with what God has given us that we forget God himself. Are you listening? It's dangerous to have a growing ministry, but a shrinking passion for God. So that's why we don't really want to have too many services in the beginning. We want you to fast and pray because your dance ministry might be working, your singing ministry, you, you see, hey, we are now looking better. You have a growing ministry. But your passion for God has gone down. And it's in the fasting that we want you to have a passion for God. And I pray for myself also that I don't, because of the growing ministry, lose my passion for God. That's why it's in humility that I must go and say, Lord, where are you? Lord, where are you? He said, if you seek me, you will find me. Hallelujah. But you must search for me with all your heart. All of you that have problems with the sins in your life and mistakes, let God take hold of you. He will change you. You can't change yourself. Just give up some food and pray to Him. You will see He will change you. After a while, people will say, but she's another person. He's another person. God will do the work by His Holy Spirit. By His Holy Spirit. I see you being changed. At the end of this year, we won't recognize you. 
Hallelujah. So as we fast, we say, Lord, use me again. Humble me again. When you are dating a young girl, you see the humility in this girl like never before. She doesn't speak loud. She doesn't whistle for the taxis. She's gentle. <laughs> Open the door for her. She gets in. Ay! Before she does anything, she asks you permission. I'm, I'm explaining to you, if you never thought that people can grow into pride, if you never think that pride can come upon you, I'm giving you an example of marriage. Because it is one of the primary institutions where pride creeps. Creeps on you. The English word is stealthily. Say stealthily. Are you also learning in this church? You're becoming intelligent. Wisdom is coming to you. It comes upon you. Just go visit a young girl. You see how she asks you if she must make you tea. Because she also wants to show her mother that she can bring you tea. Now the Bible says, arguments in life, any argument only comes by pride. In Proverbs 13, it says, by pride, only by pride. Say after me, say only by pride comes arguments. Yes. The King James says, only by pride cometh contention. Only by pride. In other words, now see a strayery. Maar ons het dan nie gestreed toe ons uitgaan. Wat gaat daar nou aan? Maar klaar man, maar klaar! Ja, Ramuta mens, jou dit vir jou wacht. Yalpas, Yalpas is not supposed to argue. You see, so around me, you see, because of my nature, my, my DNA, my Yalpas, they know when I say something, they run, they run, they run. They run. But once, when one of my Yalpas stand up and say, Yay! The practice you made me, finish. It won't work for me again. Because I can't have such pride in my organization. Yeah. And I want to make it clear to all of you, it is the start of the end of your life. Pride comes before the fall. Say, what for? It's in your speech you can see. It's something's not right. And maybe some of you are not saying something, but you are thinking it here. The way you think can already show your pride is surfaced in you. We think I was here. Soete prik. Hoe klop die mense vir hom handen? Wat gaat al? It's already in you. You are cancerously uh, filled with pride. Because when you were a young maiden, you, you, <laughs> I was counseling a brother and sister who was about to divorce. 
I said, brother, <laughs> what's wrong? Why do you want to leave this wife? Don't you love her anymore? <laughs> he said, pastor, this wife was so nice and dainty when we started out. But now today, yeah, she, she threw my badge with all my clothes down. They were living in a flat. She threw my badge with all the clothes down onto the floor. Line I umatu. Listen, you don't you don't think I'm I'm t- telling you the truth. I say, Pastor, I say taxi anko. I make exu. I make exu. As the man who was the fraud. Ik zei, ja, maar zei, zei, ja, daarom nou voor jou die tekst erop. Hij zei, pastor, would you like your wife to stay there? Hey! The angel has turned into a dragon. Now you think it's, 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 if Lucifer was first an angel, and the sin connected to Lucifer was pride. It means pride has turned an angel into a devil. Hello? If your angelic nature, lady, is gone, you have transformed into a devil. It's pride that has come on you. Because if pride could turn the first angel into a devil, you are nothing for the devil. You are nothing. You are nothing. The devil is also succeeding to push his, his poison of pride into the church setup so that we can't have the big church that God intends us to have. Because people start to rise up with pride inside of them. There'll be no arguments if there's no pride. No, no. Only by pride. Say only. 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 It's the only thing that brings arguments. If, if the Bible is wrong, then you must tell me. I give you that scripture so you can go and underline it. Proverbs 13 verse 10. Only by pride come of this thing of arguments. Say, no. We had a brother who was here. No, I can't be at this church. This pastor is like a general. He's like a general. If you just say something, the people do it. There's no fighting here. There's no arguments here. But when pride comes on you, you see, and it prevents you from growing into the beautiful person God wanted you to become. Because you didn't even know it's that thing that's inside of you. It is what caused the great king, Saul, to fall on his own sword and die on the mountain of Gilboa. And David said, why did you slay the anointed? Let there be no more rain on the hills of Gilboa. No fruitful fields producing offering of grain. Let me close, let me close. When you fast, you pray against this thing. 
We are asking God to deliver us from the sin of pride. Amen. For the next week that's coming, our focus will be, Lord, if I have been deceived by the devil and become proud, please, I'm humbling myself before you in fasting. Because humility is very important for God's help. God will help you if you humble yourself. Amen. 1 Peter 5, 6 says, Humble yourself, or God will humble you. I rather going to humble myself. I don't want God to humble me. And one of the ways we humble ourselves, we give God the glory in everything. Yes, we have obtained much, but it's all by God's grace. The Bible says, Is there anything you have that you didn't receive? Why do you act as if you didn't receive it? Amen. Everything you see connected to me is by God's grace. And God must get the glory. Hallelujah. Yes, we'll teach you order. We'll teach you respect. We'll teach you all the things. But the glory eventually goes to Him. Glory to God. The glory goes to Him. So, humility is bringing us down and lifting Jesus up. Are you listening? Humility, we bend lower. We bend lower. Lower down at Jesus' feet. But we lift Jesus higher. Hallelujah. I see you lifting Jesus higher and you going down. So you say, Pastor said I must come to church next week. Oh no, man. I think I, I want to do this. You see, Bishop Dag wrote a book on humility, and I, and I don't want to go too much into it. He just uses two examples. He says, a child and a servant. If you, don't, if you want to understand it clearly, think about the child and think about the servant. It's, it's finished. You will have the understanding. A servant just does what his master says. But once you have this. Challenging inside of you. Hmm. Fast, fast, my brothers and sisters. We're going to fast for our families. And God is going to use you to bring other members of your family to salvation. Are you listening? Psalm 68 verse 6 says, God shattered the solitary in families. He bringeth out those who are bound with chains. You might be the only one that knows Christ, but God is going to use you to let the others also have peace with God. He only needs one person in the family. You are that person. Say amen. amen. Now back to Daniel as I close. He says, And in all the matters of wisdom and understanding, the king inquired of them and found them ten times better than all the magicians and the astrologers that were in his realm. Hallelujah. Ten times better. I prophesy that you will be ten times better because you will have ten times more favor and you will have ten times more blessing. I've never felt as excited for a year as I feel for 2022. I'm, I'm not lying to you. I feel because God has allowed us to put the structure here. 
I, I can feel something good is about to happen. And something great is about to happen in your life. And you see, Christianity is about believing. Don't reason it out analytically. Ek het nie gehad nie, hoe, wa, hoe, hoe. Now believe God. And something great is about to happen in your life. You will be 10 times better. And the fasting will help us now. We are not eating bread. We are not eating meat. We are cutting out certain food so that we can draw closer to God. Three things I want you to do with your fast. Number one is you change your eating. Okay, that's your diet. Number two, you must pray. You must pray at least three times a day. Like Daniel. We are following Daniel. In the morning, the evening, the afternoon and the evening. If you can do 15 minutes, good. And number three, you must start to be excellent in what you do because the Bible says he was a man of great wisdom and everything he did was excellent. You must be Hallelujah. God by his spirit will give you the blessing to be 10 times better than what you were. So ask God for big things in 2022. Are you believing God for big things? I'm believing God for big things. But you must be disciplined. Fasting is a discipline. Fasting is a discipline. Make up your mind. You are going deeper. You will not fall on the heels of Gilboa. Last year, 2021, we had some statistical members who fell on their swords in the hills of Gilboa. May this year not be your end. You know what will, what will happen when pride comes in? You start to say, I told pastor, but he didn't want to listen to me. I, the pastor must now listen to you. The pastor must now listen to you. The cancer of pride has filled your whole being. And it is the beginning, the beginning of the end. Pride comes before the, before the. Ladies and gentlemen, let us fast. So that God can keep us humble. Give us an understanding of humility. So when you want to get angry. And say, well, it's a well, you say, say, sister. Say, well, you say, say. When they say, must have it last. Your man is still geword, not omdat they die argument win. He team your list for strain. That's how come I still geword. When they will the last say, what they say. But when you meet it, what they net so say, engels. Is waar man, jylle kan maar kwaad raak vir my man. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. If Christianity doesn't affect your behavior, your behavior, behavior, say behavior, then it's only words. You understand? We, you can mimic coming here every Sunday, sitting on this chair, looking nice. 
But if your behavior is not changed. Now this is the time to say, Lord, I give you my whole life. Like Ezekiel said, he went into the river, the waters were up to his ankle. Say, no, Lord, I want to go deeper. I want to go to where it's by my knees, Lord. And maybe even more. Where it's by my loins, Lord. And then eventually, it's a river so deep, I can't stand. I must just relax and the, and the water will take me where God wants me to go. May the Lord make you 10 times better in 2022 than you ever had before. But you must be humble because God lifts up the humble and He brings down the proud. He resists the proud but He will lift up the humble. Father, may we not lie on the hills of Galboa like Saul and the three boys. May the song of the bow not be sung over us. Let there be no dew or rain upon this mountain. No fruitful fields produce offerings of grain. Because the man that was once God's anointed, he has fallen in this grace. Oh, how the mighty has fallen. Have mercy on me, O Lord, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my sin. Cleanse me from all my wickedness. Your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed. Maybe you have come here this morning and somebody invited you. You just came to see what's happening in this church. God wants you to have peace with Him. He's calling you to come back to Him. Maybe you were not a church attender. Your life's not right. You're not serving God the way you should. But this morning you say, Pastor Chris, please pray for me. And it's going to take humility for you to do that and say, pray for me. Pray for me. I need prayer. If you're like that, I want to pray for you here. Put up your right hand. So I can pray for you. If you say, Pastor, I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. From this day, I want to serve Him. I want to make up my mind that I'm going to follow Jesus from this day and I'm going to be a child of God. If that's you, put up your hand. I see a hand there. I see another hand on that side. I see a hand at the back. Can we all just stand to our feet, if we please? Lord, prepare me. To be a sanctuary I want to ask those who put up their hands To come stand in front I'm going to pray for two types of people But first those Pastor, I need to get my life right with God Please pray for me Come forward and stand here Strong and holy Bright and true Give them the words, they 
with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving, I'll be a loving sanctuary for you. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary strong and holy silent with thanksgiving I'll be a loving sanctuary oh. only the music I want you to pray this prayer after me say dear Lord Jesus dear Lord Jesus I come to you today. I come to you today. Just as I am. Just as I am. I heard the word today. I heard the word today. And I want to make peace with God. And I want to make peace with God. I humble myself. I humble myself. And I come to you. And I come to you. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. Please change me. Please change me. Wash me. Wash me. With your precious blood. With your precious blood. Forgive me. Forgive me of all my sins. Of all my sins. Thank you. Thank you. For dying for me. For dying for, for me. shedding your blood. For shedding your blood. To, to wipe away my mistakes. To wipe away my mistakes. I receive you now. I receive you now. As my Lord. As my Lord. And my Savior. And my Savior. From this day. From this day. I want to serve you. I want to serve you. I want to follow you. I want to follow you. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap for these wonderful people. Give them a little booklet. Pastor Ali is not here. I want uh, some, Pastor Charlie is also, I want something to be done when people come. Give them, give them all books. Give them, huh? right? I want people to, we're going to have nice walls here soon then they can go to one of our new believers' walls. But I, I'm still praying for people. Stay where you are. I'm going to pray on the message that I preached on humility. You know, every time I see somebody that has fallen, I don't rejoice. I feel like David. I feel so sad that if they could have just stayed in this humble state. When you were small in your own eyes, God used you and God lifted you. But now you have swollen, swollen pride. You can't take an instruction. You, you, you don't let people tell you to do anything anymore. You're not a child, you say, because I'm One of my pastors who left here, she left saying, She walked out. Let there be no dew on the mountains of Kalpawa. Let the fruitful fields never produce anymore. Oh, how the mighty has fallen. May as we reach the end of this, what is happening this year, may there just be greater. May we, may, may we take pictures of what we have and how we are and what God has done for us because you will be 10 times better. Lift your hands, the whole audience. Father, make us a sanctuary. Make us a living vessel and an instrument for you. We can't do it on our, by ourselves, Lord. We need humility. We need to humble ourselves, Lord. And in fasting, we give ourselves to you. I present the church to you. 
You are the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings of this house. You are our Lord, our Savior. We submit to you in humility. Spirit, move. Do what you want to do. We will follow you, Lord. Let, our, let your voice become clear so that we can follow your voice. We ask this, Lord. We don't deserve anything. Ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.